around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hello, everybody. God bless you, and welcome today to Terry Mize Ministries Podcast. Terry and I are here, just returned back from uh, Florida, ministering over the weekend, and we are just delighted to be here with you and share with you the things that we know are fresh from the Holy Spirit for right now, for what you need. And you know, it's just such a marvelous thing how the Holy Spirit can just take a, some, a ministry to say something uh, from a pulpit or on a, on a television show or a radio or whatever it is that the venue is to get the word out. <laughs> a preacher on a street corner, you know, all of these wonderful ways that the Holy Spirit has a way to minister to many people at one time. And then it means something totally different to everybody, and the Holy Ghost helped them apply it to their life right at the moment. That's what we call fresh manna. (laughs) So we are so glad to be with you and to give you an opportunity here to receive from what the Word of the Lord has to say to you. Uh, We always want to remind you, you can find us at terrymize.com. Then at terrymizeministries.org is the actual website as well. And we've got all kinds of stuff there for your product and and ministry schedule and how you can contact us. Leave us your prayer request. We are just delighted to make every opportunity available to you to receive from what we think the Lord would have uh, be a blessing to you. So, darling, let's talk to these folks. And um, we're just going to begin to minister to them from what you feel like God has for us today. Well, amen. Well, as you said, we just got in from last night from uh, a weekend in uh, Punta Gorda, Florida with our dear friends, Pastor Bob and Nid Romando. And uh, usually we minister for them um, every September. Right. And, and uh, they've been longtime friends, longtime partners, dear, right. dear friends. Right. And partners of the ministry. In fact, Bob and Nid actually you know, partner with us uh, from the church and, and right. from themselves uh, individually as well, right. personally right. as well. And and they've been to Thailand with me a number of times. We've traveled overseas together and, and uh, just always have such a good time. And God really blessed this week at their church. We really had a good time. Services were actually went a little longer. And right. uh, we had Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Monday night. You know, God doesn't have a lot of Monday night Christians anymore, but he sure <laughs> likes them when he can get them. And we had a good group there yes, Monday night. Yes, we did. Yes, we and did. And people got blessed and helped and ministered oh, to and touched. And, and then, of course, it was all live streamed and archived there. So you can go to New Life Fellowship and and get those uh, archived uh, meetings from this weekend. But anyway, we're uh, we're excited to be home. And no, we actually get to right. spend uh, three nights in our own bed this week. And <laughs> Friday, you and I are separating for the first time, I guess, uh, since right after we got married. And you're headed south, and I'm headed north. Right. You're going south to Houston, and you're uh, doing a ladies' meeting at a, at a great uh, Assembly of God church there in uh, Houston, in North Houston. Uh, right there on Beltway 8, just east of, of uh, right. Highway 59. And, and that's the church that your daughter, Abigail, yes. my princess Abigail, um, <laughs> and uh, her husband, John, go to. Right. And uh, they're having this great ladies' meeting. I think it's the first women's conference they've ever had. First women's conference And they're all excited had. because they wanted Abby's mama to come and minister. Yes, they did. So, they wrote me a sweet note and said from the very beginning that's who they wanted to have. And so, so they've got a couple other ladies there to sing right. and to speak. But you're only going to be there Friday night. Friday night. 
simply because you're going to hop a plane early Saturday morning yeah. and join me in Canada. So I'm leaving Winnipeg. Tulsa Friday, headed to, to, headed to Canada. <laughs> And uh, I'll be in Canada when you get there on Saturday right. already. So you're gonna you're gonna come up on Saturday and meet me. So you so Saturday the ladies there in Houston area or Conroe or around the area anywhere and right. and uh, up, Crossroads uh, Fellowship up, up that 49 uh, or or 69 corridor Highway 59, uh, which is now Interstate 69, and then Interstate 45 over there going to to Spring and and uh, and then out in Katy. You've got friends all over there because so right. many Lakewood people. Right. So those ladies can come hear you Friday night but then you're out of there Saturday morning to come join me in Canada right. so your clothes are probably going to be a little different from Houston <laughs> to Canada uh, I may take a coat with you with yeah, me for right. you but right. uh, then we come straight back from there and we just we're just continually uh, scheduled and, and booked and we were looking this morning praying about our Malta meeting in November no, that's uh, November right. and my December my. being in Europe and minister and I'm really excited about the meeting in Malta with those pastors to be able to come from Africa as well as Europe and we minister to them over the Thanksgiving holidays. They don't have Thanksgiving there, which Thanksgiving is an American holiday, although Canada right. and a few other places have embraced right. it over the years. But but it's an American holiday. And uh, we'll miss it again this year. Last year we were in Samoa. This year we'll be in, in Malta. Wow. And uh, so that's, that's not much, that's not good and not much fun, not being with the family on Thanksgiving. No, but it no. is good to be with the family of God and to minister the Word of God. So, so we're busy and excited and preaching the Word and, and got things going and happy about it. And uh, happy about miracles and happy about the supernatural. And I tell you what, we're just living in a day where politically and economically and um, mentally, just in every area, no, we're being attacked amen, amen. by hell. Uh, to confuse people's minds, to darken people's minds. And, sure. you know, uh, I've taught the church for many years, and I was teaching the church in, in Florida this week, that uh, we always ask the Holy Spirit to do three things. We ask the Holy Spirit to turn the light on. Because I tell you what, it's dark, dark, dark out in the world. No, and amen. people's minds are dark because they're deceived, they're busy, they're working. Even, even if they're Christians, they're busy and they're working, they're tired. Mm. And if they don't watch out, they can just let that darkness creep in on them because their co-workers say something and their friends right. say something, their relatives say something. All of a sudden, they're in a dark, funky place. And we just always want the Holy Spirit to turn the light on. I mean, get rid of the no, dark, right. get rid of the that's cockroaches. Right. And when you turn that light on, those cockroaches and rats start scrambling and trying to get out of the way. And, and so we ask the Holy Spirit to turn the light on, number one, turn the light on so people can see that what we're saying and what the Word's saying is true and what God's saying is true and is real. And then number two, we ask the Holy Spirit to prick their hearts. Whenever Peter preached in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost, right after he had gotten the Holy Ghost, he got up and preached. And the Bible says that the people's hearts were pricked. Their hearts were pricked, and 3,000 people got saved. What a wonderful, marvelous wow. thing. And another scripture says when Jesus preached to them that their hearts burned within them. Another scripture That's says true. when Paul preached to them that their their most holy emotions were stirred up. Isn't so we wonderful? ask the Holy Spirit yeah. to prick their heart, right. cause their hearts to burn. I mean, Holy Ghost heartburn. And uh, and then to to That's also good. cause their most holy emotions be stirred up. That's and right. then thirdly, we ask him to move on their will so they don't just sit there frozen or sit there uh, intimidated or sit there uh, unable to move, but but that they, the Holy Spirit move on their will so they jump up and say, I will serve God. I will no, right. use the Word of God. I will confess the Word of God. I will pray. I will read my Bible. Uh, I will bring my family out of darkness. I will bring my uh, family into health. I will run the devil off and, and sickness out of my house and poverty out of my house. And so there has to be that movement of your will where you jump up and say, I will. And so those are the things we always ask the Holy Spirit to do. No, Number right. one, turn on the light. Number two, 
uh, prick their hearts, and number three, to move on their will so they get up and do something for the Holy Ghost, do something for That's God. That's wonderful. You know, how long has it been since you've done something for God? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, you know, and, and that's... <clears throat> That's why we just say, thank God for the Holy Ghost. That's right. Because he gets on the words, the mouths. You know, my my tongue is as the pen of a ready writer. Yeah. Paul said, I didn't come with enticing words of a man's wisdom, but I came to you in power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. So the Holy Spirit is on both the minister and then it's both, as you're saying, it, the Holy Spirit does a work in the heart to turn the light on. And then he begins to prick the heart. And then he begins to open their eyes. And only the Holy Ghost can do that sure. from the inside. Sure. Now, the Holy Ghost just begins to hover, just like he did in the first chapter yes. of the book of Genesis. Yes. It says the Holy Spirit hovered over the face of the deep. Exactly and then the right. principle there is the Holy Ghost is there. And I and, and now on the earth, you and I today, the church begins to pray that the Holy Ghost shows up. Mm -hmm. And he begins to hover. Yes. And then as the word goes out, just like God did, said, let there be light. Then we, as we preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Ghost begins to work. Both mm, to right. help the words of the minister have power. And then the hearer begins to receive. And that verse you quoted there in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, where Paul said, I didn't come to talk to y'all and impress you. It's just like... You know, John's saying, what did you come out? Jesus said, what did you, what come, did you come out, out here to see? Why did you come out here what to you, see? What do you think you're going to find when you got out here? Yeah, it, you know, somebody dressed in real expensive clothing or, or some, uh, you know, a, a weather phenomenon. He said, why did you, what did you think you were going to come out here and see? I want our, and Paul's saying, I'm not coming to you to impress you mm -hmm. with enticing right. words of man's wisdom. That's right. He said, but I want to come in demonstration and power of the Holy Spirit. Verse 4 of Second First Corinthians uh, chapter 2, verse 4, he said, so that as the Holy Spirit, I like this language, is operating on me, it will stir in the minds of my hearers the most, the holy, most holy, and mm -hmm. I love that, the holy emotions, and thus persuading them. Isn't that great? That's just and so thus wonderful. persuading them. See, that's what the work of the spoken word will do. Mm -hmm, sure. And as you pray for your family, lost loved ones, a friend of mine, a lady in our church years ago, a great leader in the church, she, she would joke and say, pray for me and my unloved saved ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, if you're praying for your, your Christian family and your unloved you know, or Christian uh, or the unsaved ones. Um, God wants your prayers to be a part of activating everything that he's able to do by the Holy Ghost. Even Mary asked the angel, said, how shall these things be? No, that's right. And the angel of the Lord said, by the, Holy, by the Ghost. Holy Ghost. And it's always that language throughout the New Testament. Look up that phrase. Every time you see that phrase, by the Holy Ghost, by the Holy Ghost, by the Holy Ghost. He's your best friend and your best partner when you go out there and represent the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's so know that when you true. pray, your prayers way back up here are going to invite the presence of the Holy Spirit with you as you go to the grocery store, go to your job, take care of your home, wherever you go to be with your children, your family, your husband, your wife, all of these things as you're out there going in the power of the Holy Ghost, you've prayed and asked the Holy Spirit to do the work. Then what Terry shared with you, I think is, is one of the most profound, effective things. I wish I'd have known that it, before I ever heard him preach it was that, you know, God would turn the light on. He no, would prick right. their heart and he would move on their will. How simple can that be? But yet it's all right there in your Bible. Yeah. And you know, if the Holy Spirit doesn't turn the light on, right. 
good people just can't see everything. They don't see it because Satan's blinded their eyes. Satan's they're blinded distracted. Their eyes. Again, their friends, their relatives, yeah. their coworkers, the news, the newspaper, right, the, right. The, the politics of the day, whatever, whatever's going on. They're just mentally, on, emotionally just, distracted. just makes things darker and darker right, and darker right, right. and darker. And the Word says it's the light. Right. You know, it's the light. And so right. we need the Holy Spirit to bring the Word and turn on the light. And, uh, and and if the church doesn't watch it, that's why the, God says in the Bible that even in the end times, if it were possible, even the very elect, elect would, be, would deceived be deceived because right. they're just simply in darkness. Right. And, you know, they're not in darkness in their spirit. I mean, they're right. saved. They're born again. They're going to heaven. That, sure, but, sure. but they're just so clouded by so many things, events around them and so many circumstances going on and so many happenings going on and so much in the news media and so much in the politics and so much in the, in just going on with family and stuff that if you don't watch out, even though you're a born again, Jesus said, you're the light, but uh, if you don't watch it, your life can, your light can sure get dim. And we want the Holy Ghost to turn the light on all the time so that we walk in light. We don't walk in darkness. We, we walk by faith. We don't walk by sight. No, that's right. And it, it's, it, it shows us, Terry, how totally dependent we are on the Holy Spirit oh, to open our eyes and keep us focused. Oh, Even in 1 Corinthians, you know, chapter 13, everybody, you know, refers to that as a love chapter. Uh, but when you look down here, it says, um, but when I was a child, I talked like a child, you know, I thought like a child. Right. And then the very next, he said, but I'm done with childish ways and have put them aside for now we are looking into a mirror and he said, but we don't see it all still. We see through a glass darkly. On your best day. On your best day, you're still... <laughs> On have, your best day, you're still not seeing everything. You're still seeing a dim picture mm -hmm. of what God's trying to mm -hmm. show you. So that's why we can't put confidence in our flesh. We can't and, and you know, Paul, switch this on autopilot. Paul wasn't talk, when he said, I was a child, I did childish stuff. And then, right, then when I became right. a man, I put that childish stuff away. He wasn't talking about when he got to be 45, 50 years old. <laughs> He's talking about his bar mitzvah. At 12. He's talking about at 12. 12, 13, all of a sudden old, yeah. he became a man right. and he, he put childish things away. You know, we've got people today, 45 years old, still living with their parents oh, uh, and still uh, playing video games and still not wanting to face the real world right, and still wanting right. to hide in a closet somewhere, hide yeah. in a hide in a, in a little shelter somewhere and just still right. be a, have a Peter right. Pan syndrome of I'm not ever going to grow up. And people that's laugh so about sad. that. And that's, oh, I'm, I'm Peter Pan. I never grow up. Well, that's not something to brag about. No, and I Paul said, Paul that. said, hey, I put that stuff away when I, when I bar mitzvahed, when I was 12 years old, yeah, right. 13 years old, I put that stuff away and I became a man. Right. And God started expecting me to act like a man and be a man and do manly things. Now, that's so true. And I, and I hope everybody's listening to what you're saying about that because we live in a generation where it's so easy to be deceived. And it's not because of a lack of information. Oh, no. It's because people are making choices that are convenient to their flesh. Yeah, sure. And when they do that, the enemy can then walk in when it's a willful willful decision right. then it's almost like the enemy says okay they've made that choice mm -hmm. they've chosen that path and now i can leave them it's like little well, see, pinocchio and, and you know lampwick yeah, sure. taking you to the, donkey, you to the donkey island uh, that, <laughs> yeah. that, that's why god refers all the time to us being soldiers and he said yes. he said you need yes. to buck up you need to be a soldier you need to be right. a good soldier he said that inward strength uh, you, you need to you need to get up here and, and soldier on and soldier up and uh, so instead of this right. turning inward and cowering inward and turning the light out and right. running to mom's house and, right. you know, sucking your thumb and laying in the fetal right. position, God says, hey, you need to be a good soldier. Soldiers right. don't do that. Soldiers don't have the luxury and the convenience of just 
going to their cot and sucking their thumb and, and, and being a, uh, reverting back to, to babyhood. Uh, God says, "Hey, get up! We we got a battle to fight. We got things to do. We got no, uh, things right. to accomplish. We've that's got right. we've got the the gospel to preach. We've got souls to save. We've got the sick to heal. We've got the poor to feed. I mean, we're God's expecting some things out of us as soldiers of he the really Lord. He really is, and the church doesn't really understand that. And sadly, not enough pastors are teaching that. And we've got. To, I know we want to love people and serve people and be compassionate and patient with people, but then there has to be that constant. We have to put the target up there. Well, yeah. We have to preach the target, and and so many ministries are, are sadly are not teaching the target. They're, we're still trying to nurture the comfort zone. That's right. And, and Paul and, said he aims for the mark all the time. Yeah. He aims for the target all the time. <laughs> and it didn't say he hit it. Didn't it say he hit it all, all the, the time. He said he aims for it but all the time. But he aimed for it. Yeah. But as ministers of the gospel, as heads of homes, raising children, owning a business, mm -hmm. you can't not put your Pastor target the out church. there. No, yeah. that's right. You have to keep your target for sales, yes, your you target do. for for how the company would grow, whatever manner or, or industry you're in. You have to have an atmosphere where you're putting good, better, best out there to the people that's and right. helping them achieve that's those right. goals without just coddling. And helping them be good soldiers. Yeah, help, instead and of just them. Giving them a little safe them. space and giving yeah. them their little <laughs> cup of hot chocolate right. and their little... Uh, you know, snowflake cupcake uh, room they can hide in is right. not helping them. You think it's helping them, right, right. but it does not help them. It cripples them because there's a real world out there, and the real world isn't going to well, give you a cup, a cup of hot chocolate and 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 a, and a, and a you know a, a nap rug to go lay right. lay down and take a nap. You, it's going to expect you to soldier on, and if you if you're going to have to soldier on, I suggest you soldier on with God because He's got the best army. That's right. I've seen you know, and history has shown us too that even countries that the people didn't want to fight or mm -hmm. that for whatever reason, either they were too lazy or felt insecure, overwhelmed. I mean, wars have been lost. Countries have been lost and taken over oh, by despots because they had, had a more fierce determination sure. to fight than the others did. Sure. It, we saw that in David and Goliath. We saw sure. that in many battles throughout the Bible, that the people's heart, they, they would be terrorized or fearful or just lazy, would rather go into captivity with an no, idle right. nation than to fight for the kingdom of God. You know, I'm reminded, and I've told this story before, and, and some people listening to us would have heard it before, and many wouldn't, but uh, I had a bunch of teenagers in Jamaica one time, soul winning, and uh, some officer, uh, uh, um, immigration officer, decided they didn't like it and decided I, I was breaking the law, which I wasn't, and uh, actually sent police and arrested me. Uh, I was right out on the street uh, uh -huh. soul winning, right. and they sent a, a, a police car with sirens oh, yeah. and, and put right. me in the back seat of that car, arrested me, took me down to this officer. I walked in this officer's office, and that officer was so upset and said, I'm deporting you today. When I see yeah. if I'd have been some little cupcake snowflake, you know, run to the corner, suck my thumb, grab my blanket and hide under the blanket and, and, and say, okay, okay, whatever you say. I mean, just don't, don't, don't. And, and I didn't do that. I sat down at that officer's desk and I said, I am not leaving. You are not deporting me. Right. And that officer said, do you know who I am? I'm the second highest officer in this land. And I said, do you know who I am? I'm a king and a priest of Almighty God, and you're not deporting me. I've got kids here that I'm taking care of, that I'm responsible for, and uh, you're not taking me to the airport and putting me on the plane, leaving them here. I'm staying right here, and I'm not leaving until next Saturday when my, when my ticket says I'm leaving. And, you know, if I'd have just caved into that, Renee, right. if I'd have just settled into that, 
then uh, Lord only knows what would have happened. They'd have taken me and deported me and sent me back to the States, left my left all those teenagers with without my supervision in Jamaica. What a disaster that would have been and what a hellish thing that would have been. But because I had operated in spiritual authority where I knew who I am and what right. I am and that God right. sent me there and yeah. I'm there on a mission. <laughs> I'm a soldier under yes. command and yes. I'm on a mission from God and I have orders from God and nobody's higher than God and I'm not taking orders from anybody else. Otherwise, that would have been a disaster, that but it wasn't a disaster. No, I no, stayed, no. did my job, and didn't leave until Saturday, and, you know, the rest is history. <laughs> well, and that's that's a perfect example uh, of just standing your ground, but being prepared ahead of time so that you oh, are not, so that you have, I mean, I, I know how you do. I mean, you pray about the trips and everything that we're taking. Absolutely. I mean, right up until the time that... I like the, to win my trip before I go. <laughs> no joke. You bathe it in prayer before bathe you go, win it before you go. Then when you get right. there, you just walk out the victory. You don't have to get there and then say, no, oh my God, right. I got to fight a battle. No, you already fought that battle. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I see that in, in, in your life and how you do that. And then I see how Dean would always talk about teach the people how not to live crisis oriented faith. Yeah, you know, to where you're you're always yeah, waiting for the phrase. crisis to happen before you start praying or getting serious. You know, you need to be you need to live like the Bible teaches that we're sober minded, that we have a, a, an accurate um, an understanding of the times that we live in, yeah. so that we're always, like you say, fighting your battles ahead of time. Yeah, sure. Then when you face the Goliaths mm-hmm. of life, when you face the terrorists, when, when you face um, the assault on you and your family or the thief trying to get in your house, you're ready. That's right. You're prepared. David had already killed the lion. He had right. already killed already the bear, killed the bear. Whenever, whenever he came across Goliath. And he just simply threw Goliath in that same right. bag and said, and said, this uncircumcised Philistine, this man without a covenant, <laughs> without a covenant. this man that is not a covenant man, this man is not circumcised, therefore he has no covenant. He says that this uncircumcised Philistine will be just like the lion and just like the bear. Well, right. What does that mean? It means dead. No, means that's dead. right. The that's lion right. was dead. The bear was dead. The Philistine's going to be dead. Well, and it's, and it's, it was so. And, and that's it. It's, it's, all of the, I, you practiced victory before you got to it. Mm-hmm. You practiced winning. Mm-hmm. You you won in the small things, and then as you progress and grow and progress and grow, and you don't let because you hadn't fought a battle like that before intimidate you. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's always wonderful when people are able to do that and really see themselves as the warrior. Oh, absolutely. You know, as the soldier, absolutely, as the one that is going out offensively, not mm-hmm. always on the defense. That's right. But you also have to remind yourself of another little Bible truth, too, and I've preached this many times over the years. In fact, if you all listen to this today, this will help you. I mean, a year from now, five (laughs) years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, it'll help you. Because I've always said, you know, you can't, just because you didn't win a battle, you can't let that creep in no, and say, "Well, right. you lost last time. Well, you got you got hurt last time. Well, it didn't work for you last time." And right. I call I, I always say this: Don't let past failures become future fears. No, that's good, Terry. That's, that's worth good. a million dollars to somebody listening no, to me right, right now. Don't let past, past failures, failures become future, future fears. Because if you don't watch out, the devil will sneak up there and he'll say, "Oh, this didn't work last time. Last time right. you prayed and it didn't work, or Mama prayed and it didn't work for her, or Mama prayed and she died of cancer. So, so this stuff doesn't work. No, no, no. You can never." Never, never let a past failure 
become a future fear because that failure wasn't because of the failure of the Word of God. It was because of something that we did or we said or we believed or didn't say or didn't believe. Uh, and so we've got to stand up and say, no, 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 the Word works. The Word works. The Word works. And I'm doing this based on the Word. And Jesus didn't fail. Grandma yeah. might have failed. I might have failed. Mama might have failed. But Jesus didn't fail. And he is my example. And so I'm going into this battle with blood in my eye and fire in my bones. And I've got my sword and I've got my shield. And I'm going to win this thing in Jesus' name. Well, that's right. And I think it's so important, uh, you know, for people to realize that, that God's uh, already in his mind, he sees you as a victor. That's right. In his mind, that's he's right. not waiting to see the that's outcome. Right. That's right. He's cheering you. Heaven's cheering you on, you know, as a as a minister, as a flame of fire. And and you have to just get out there and go do it and act like it. I, I was thinking, act like you're the soldier, you're the that's victim. That's right. I was thinking and, while and you seeing were... Seeing that enemy ought to just make you mad. Well, that's true. The, the very idea that the enemy would rise up and try to do something against your family. I was thinking about... Uh, Thomas Edison, how many times he tried to make the light bulb yeah, work? Failed and failed and over a hundred times. Yeah. There's more that he kept trying to figure out how to get that filament, and right. it would just burn it out every right. time, blow it up every time. And yet he kept trying and kept trying and kept trying and kept. And I think if a scientist could try to, would you know they have they they have to write down every time they they sure. tried something. What did they do? Because you have to remember what didn't work right. as much as what you're expecting to work. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing if, if we would be as diligent as scientists are sure. <laughs> in trying or to athletes. discover. Athletes trying you know, to discover. Babe Ruth struck out more to oh, get home runs. Yes. And he's the home run king. And yet for some, for some reason, Terry, and I, we don't know all of that, but you've mentioned some of these things, People in the church have gotten to where they're just so easily discouraged. Right. Easily well, you know, we've taken said this out. over and over and over that you don't fail right. when you fail. That's so Everybody good. fails. Right. Everybody fails. Babe right. Ruth failed. Edison failed. Right. Ronald Reagan right. failed. Right. Everybody failed. But you don't fail when you fail. You right. fail when you quit. When you quit. You fail when you quit. Right. So you don't, you, you, what you want to do is if you're running a race, you're running this, this race, right. you, you don't quit before you finish. Right. <laughs> you don't get out there and run half of it and get tired and say, I'm done, or three quarters yeah. of it and say, I'm done, or seven eighths of it and say, I'm done. No, you don't quit until you finish. Right. When you finish, then you can quit. It's but like, you don't fail when you fail. You fail when you quit. That's such a good statement, and it's a that's a wonderful way to raise your children. If you've got a classroom bunch of kids, you're teaching sure. at school. If you're if you're inspiring salespeople, uh, training new leadership in your company. I was thinking about how you know just those verses there that you mentioned that that it says David encouraged himself yeah, in the sure, Lord. Sure, you know, and then he had him repeat to twenty four thirty. He he encouraged himself. And then when he when he went to fight Goliath, he had him tell him three times what he was going to get exactly. when he went out there. No, that's right. He told and his then, big brother and all the soldiers, what would you say the reward's going to be to the guy that kills this uncircumcised Philistine? That's right. They said, well, he gets his, the king's daughter to marry, the princess to marry. He gets his father's house free in Israel, yeah. and he gets great riches. And David See, said, hold I that believe target I will. Out there. Hold that I target out I there. I believe I will. And then it says now, Daniel. Said David was God's opportunist. He was at the right place at the right time. And he said, these other guys aren't going to get this reward. I'm going to go get it. Because he knew he couldn't lose because he had the covenant and Goliath didn't. Yeah, the didn't. covenant. Yeah, that was always the advantage. And that's knowing that. That's and why then, David never called Goliath a giant. Even though preachers preach all no, these sermons saying, you got to name your giant. Principles. David named his giant. David called Goliath a giant. No, he didn't. Go read First Samuel 17. <laughs> he, he never, never called one him time a giant. Ever called no. him anything except a loser. He called him an uncircumcised 
Philistine. Well, the word uncircumcised was referring to the covenant God made with Abraham. God right. said, if you'll circumcise these babies on their eighth day, then, then I'll have a covenant with them. And so David said, I'm circumcised. That guy's not circumcised. I've got a covenant. Hello. He doesn't have a covenant. He's an uncircumcised. <laughs> I, can just hear the, I can hear the disdain in his voice by right. saying, that uncircumcised Philistine, well, he doesn't have a chance. Yeah, there has to be a fierceness. And I've said for years, it didn't yeah. have to be David that went out there and killed him. Could have been Saul. Could have been anybody else. But they were all scared. Could yeah. have been a little two-year-old uh, Hebrew uh, baby boy that just took his baby bottle and went out there and threw it at Goliath, and <laughs> Goliath would have fallen over dead because, no, right. because of the that's covenant right. was that's what right. was at stake. That's the right. scripture David used there was that God fights my battles for me. Right. So I'm going out. I'm going out in in the name of the Lord. I'm not coming in. Right. Yeah. I'm not coming with a sword and a spear, but I'm I'm coming in the name, the of, name the Lord of the of Lord hosts. of hosts. And all Hallelujah. this assembly will know there's a God, God in, in Israel. Israel. <laughs> I'm going to cut your head off your shoulders, you you loser, you uncovenanted right. person, right. you you man without a co- you loser, you absolute uncircumcised Philistine. You're a loser. I'm going to cut your head off, and all this assembly will know wow. there's a God in Israel. See, and that needs to be. That's, see, that's no cupcakes, that's no flake, right. sucking your say. thumb, hiding yeah. in your mama's basement. No, that, that's, that's the spirit a soldier, of a warrior. Soldiering on yeah. the fierceness, as we've told you all year long, the fierceness of an Old, Old Testament, Testament warrior, warrior with the compassion and kindness and love and grace and forgiveness of a New Testament believer, filled Amen. with the Holy Ghost. Filled with the, filled with the Holy, Holy Ghost. Ghost. You know when that that when that when that comes from the heart. When you're talking about that, it comes from the heart. It says David encouraged himself in yep. the Lord. Yep. Yep. Then in Daniel, it says Daniel ten. I think it says he chastened himself yeah, before chastened the Lord. Himself. And that comes down to us telling you again, remind you that you are the best preacher you know. You preach to yourself. Right. You encourage well, yourself. You, you don't. Wanna... You chasten yourself from the Word of God. You know, you don't want to be buried no. before you die. I told <laughs> the church right. in Florida this last That's week, right. and I said, I've known a lot of people that died at age 45, yeah. and then they weren't buried until age 75. Right. <laughs> you know, let that sink in. A lot no of Christians joke. just go around, a lot of the world just goes around dead. I mean, they died a long time ago. They're just waiting to be buried. Right. There's no more future. There's no more life. There's no more hope. There's no more health. I mean, they've given up, thrown in the towel, right. just said, que sera, sera, whatever will be, will be. And, and and they died at 45 and wait until they get to be 75 to get buried. But we we don't want you to do that. We want you to stand strong right, in the right. Lord and the power of his might and be the woman of God, the man of God that God's called you to be. Uh, instant in season, instant out of season, uh, a soldier, soldier up, ready to, ready for the battle. David's mighty men of valor had knowledge, wisdom of the times and knew what Israel ought to do. And they could fight with the right hand or the left, swing stones with the right hand or the left, use a sword with the right hand or the left. They could work on the wall and build the wall and hold a sword in one right. hand while they're building right. the wall with the other. I mean, they were soldiers ready all the time. And that's what God's looking for today and must have today in the earth. Oh, that's right. I totally agree. I mean, and, and you don't have to be be dependent on anybody you get in there full of the holy ghost full of the word of god That's right. pray your prayers be ready when you get there to the battle exactly and begin right. to preach to yourself and, de- and declare terry's always said something that, that ha- has helped me ever since i've ever known him the last 44 years is that you know god's attitude is that that you're the one that can go in there and make the difference and you can declare the wisdom of God, and you can say the power of God and declare all that about yourself. And you don't have to wait till 
for somebody else to tell you who you are. That's right. That's absolutely right. <laughs> you know, if you don't know who you are, somebody else is going to try to tell you, you know, who you, you are. You know, all this year we've been celebrating my 50 Your years 50th in the year. industry. And people come to me all the time and say, oh, brother, that's such a milestone. That's such a big deal. 50 years. Congratulations. Thank yeah. you for not quitting. Well, that's all it is. It's just not quitting. You right. know, I didn't think it was a milestone or a big deal because, I, because I'm not planning to quit. You know, I didn't say, well, I'm going to do 50 and then hang it up. No, I'm still going, still going, still going. And so uh, I didn't think 50 was a big deal because I'm looking for a 60 and a 70 and a, a keep on going, you know. And uh, But people have been gracious to us and blessed us and, 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 and said kind words to us and sent us gifts. and whatever. I've, I've got one guy that's been trying to get me to do this on the on the on the podcast for a number of months now and uh, he and, and some of my board members and advisors have said the same thing and they've said you know give people a chance to give to you personally not even to the ministry just personally and and i'm i'm not pushing that one way or another i'm happy for it to come in the ministry or, or any way they want it to go but they said no just let them do it personally and and uh, not even get a tax write-off for it but they said you know let, let's honor that with 50 $50 for 50 years. And I've had several people send me that and say, Brother Terry, here's $50 for 50 years. And so uh, if that touches you or you want to get involved in that between now and the end of the year, here it is uh, mid-September and we've got a couple of months left of the year. And uh, if you want to get involved in $50, $50 for 50 years, you just help yourself and send that to us either by either by uh, electronic or, or either by snail mail, either way. And uh, if you wanted to go to me personally, just mark it to TL personally, to Terry Mines personally, or if you wanted to go to the ministry, that's fine. But uh, we're, we're determined to take finances and get some things done. And uh, pray pray with us. We need to end this today, but pray with us about this Malta trip. That's going to cost right. a lot of finances just for our expenses to go over there as well as to the pastor's expenses and, and that that we're going to minister to them and, right. and bring to them. And I'm very excited in my spirit. And uh, Renee and I talk about it every day, and we're excited about this meeting, looking forward to this meeting, and expecting God to really minister and really move and really touch some people in that biblical land, in that Bible land uh, of, of Malta, what the, what the Bible calls the Isle of Melita, where Paul was shipwrecked and, shook the, and got bit by the snake and shook it off in the fire. But we're, we're, we're looking to that uh, meeting in November just to be a Holy Ghost, heavenly uh, outpouring. No, that's right. Just the Holy Ghost fall and change some people's lives forever. And, and cause that those, part of cause the world. Those pastors, my goodness. Yeah, those pastors going back into the the Islamic world and going back into the ten forty window and going back into areas that the gospel's not preached and the people haven't heard the gospel. And uh, then there in southern Europe and in, in in Italy and Spain and you know there's more ruins in Spain than there are churches. Spain's wow. been a hard nation on uh, on the gospel and on preachers and on missionaries but right. we'll have we'll have pastors coming from spain from italy from greece uh and then of course from that northern part of africa tunisia and uh, libya right. and uh, uh egypt and uh, i tell you what i'm i'm excited about libya and, and preaching some the gospel in libya and uh and you know we're not gonna leave anybody behind contrary to what uh, the administration did a few years ago we're not gonna leave some people behind we're gonna get some pastors to teach the word of god and teach faith so they can go in there and demonstrate the word right. of god you know i had 19 students that i was going to minister to in, in iran um, a few years ago and and just before i could get there the government found out about it and let renee they killed those 19 students i mean murdered them slaughtered them killed them executed Jesus. those 19 wow, students wow, wow. had i been able to get to them first yeah and preach the word of god to them and teach them spiritual authority they could have stood up to that government and stood up to those demons and said you're not killing us in the name of jesus we take authority and dominion over you in jesus and, you know i've been shot at a number of times and it doesn't work and uh, god could have helped them and saved them just like he's helped me and saved me 
And then, of course, we're going into a, an Islamic nation here next year. We're not saying right now where it is or, wh or what the dates are or when it is because we, uh, we're bathing it in prayer and, and praying protection for not only for us but right. for the people All that attend. All by the Holy Ghost. And we're expecting some 50,000 people to show up at that meeting and be have blind eyes open and deaf ears unstopped, miracles to happen, the cripples to walk, uh, most of all for Jesus to show up and show out and people to be saved right. and turn to the one true God that Jehovah is God. There's no God like him. And so uh, we want our partners, we want you folks listening on the podcast to pray with us, believe God with us for the protection, for the safety, for the blessing, for the outpouring wow. of the Holy Spirit, and obviously for the money to get it done That's and to bring right. those people in and pay for that uh, uh, crusade. So anyway, we got to go, but we love you. God bless you. Rene, go ahead well. and finish up. Talk to them about our <laughs> website. Yeah, we're, uh, you know, you can find where we're going to be this weekend at terrymiseministries.org and then just plain old terrymise.com. And we have a podcast up every Wednesday. Uh, you know, we, we try to get it to them uh, in plenty of time, but sometimes it, it's been like Thursday morning or so. But every week a new podcast goes up. And then all the ones we've done, I think there's 105 or so, are still archived on our website. And you can go in there and listen to those and grow with us over the past year. Sure. And put just through Bible school. Yeah, that's what we always think. Just by what you can get online, you can put yourself through Bible school. And it's free for nothing, as Terry says, a whole lot cheaper than having to go move somewhere to another Bible school. So, uh, you know, God's got a way to help you no matter where you are, and we're there to do that also. And then remind you, I'll be at Crossroads Fellowship uh, in Houston out on Beltway 8 East on Friday night. And then Terry starts a meeting in Canada, at in Winkler, Canada, on Saturday night. That's probably Manitoba. Morning in, um, in, in Manitoba, uh, Winkler, Manitoba. And um, Saturday night, Sunday it's Saturday morning. night, Sunday morning, and Sunday, Sunday night. night. And so we're going to have a busy weekend here. We fly back in, and then uh, then we head off to parts unknown again. And we're just we're gone every week uh, here until the end of the year. So uh, we appreciate our partners. We are so grateful for those of you that are partner with us, that support us in your prayers, your notes, your text messages, your offerings, uh, your encouragement that you send to us. It's just phenomenal phenomenal the partnership that God has for his people and it's just so encouraging to read that Terry was mentioning when we were in in Florida this weekend how Philippians Paul talked about churches that partnered with him and that's such a happy book the all the other uh, all the other gospels Paul's chewing the church <laughs> but in the Philippians he's just happy because they're the partner church and it's and it's the joy book and it's a lot of joy in seeing people uh, partner with you they're excited that Terry's going and they're happy they're not <laughs> and so it's a good time everybody's so, happy everybody's happy that way well God bless you all we're here to serve you and wash your feet with the word of God and believe that you and I all of us together we are out there doing the work of the gospel as the apostle Paul said he was out every day in defense of the gospel Amen. so God bless you we love you we'll see you next week and remember you are more, more than, than conquerors bye-bye You've been listening to a Mize Missions podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymize.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymize.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.